I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Wednesday, December 4, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. We call today somewhat of a duck day. Why is that? Because the market did pretty much everything it was supposed to do according to plan, according to what the market looked like it was supposed to or going to do. And when I say look like, I mean in terms of What happened yesterday, where the market closed yesterday, what was in front of us, and where the market was likely going barring a gap down in the morning. In technical terms, we call it a follow-through. In my terms, we call it a duck market. Here's the refresher when we go down to an hourly chart. We remember yesterday, we remember yesterday's opening range high. Once we began closing hourly above yesterday's opening range high, what they had their sights on was the gap up above. So we finished in no man's land. No man's land is the spot in between the opening range high, and the opening range high is defined, generally speaking, and some technicians will use other figures, but what I use is the 30-minute opening range. Therefore, the opening range high is the first 30-minute candle of the day. Here's your 30-minute chart. The opening range high happens to be 308.77. Happens to be the same figure on the 60-minute chart. Remember, it's the opening range high, not the close. And right here, you'll see the close was 308.85. Opening range high is 308.77. That's an hourly close above the opening range high. Odds on, they're going higher. Not every time, but using the 80-20 rule, that's generally how it works. Now we fast forward to today, they ran right up in the first hour of the day, filled the gap, and they stuck. So the fact that they stuck and basically just ate time off the clock went sideways, that tells us the odds on there's a follow-through move one more time to the upside. Where's it going? We'll get to that in a moment. Let's first discuss what began to happen, what didn't happen, and what is happening or what's likely to happen going forward. Earlier in the day or mid-afternoon, they began to break to the upside. Looked like they were going to continue higher. Light volume, path of least resistance is sideways to higher. It's one of those, the sellers really didn't show up for work today markets. Then, at the end of the day, Trick and Company showed up, also known as the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew, and they closed the market down back below where the gap was from earlier in the day. Is that very meaningful? Not necessarily. It would be meaningful if the market came down a lot farther. The market is still essentially in another bull flag pattern. It's pretty simple. Here's your flagpole, and your flag is running right here. So until and unless this is broken to the downside, and in order for this really to come apart, it may not be called a flag any longer, but as long as they stay above the opening range low from today, it's still essentially a bullish pattern. However, closing hourly back below that price, and you know what's next, they'll want to come fill the gap. So therefore, as long as this continues... 
What they're doing is eating time off the clock, getting ready for another push higher. How high? Well, we've got the 50-period moving average right above. However, we've been basically running sideways right underneath the 50. So what the market's actually telling us is it's building energy to get through the 50-period moving average, which also happens to coincide with this pivot high up here. So let's just say, for argument's sake, the market gets up above that pivot, up above the 50, up above both. Maybe it gaps up there. Maybe it works its way through. Let's just say it's up above that price. Where's it going? Could it be? Could they really be headed for the breakdown candle high somewhere up north of the 314 area? It could be. We don't know yet. We're not saying that's the case. We're saying if, in fact, we find the market closing hourly above these prices, the prices above the 50, above the pivot high, that's the next logical area that would be magnetic to the market. Now, maybe it gets there, maybe it doesn't. That's for inside the numbers members from an intraday perspective. We're going to have resistance areas in between. This is the broad stroke. What I'm doing is letting you inside my mind, pre-preparing for the what-ifs, getting ready for tomorrow. You also know what comes next. My mind is a dangerous place to be. Don't spend too much time there. You can get contaminated. Anything left to discuss on the daily chart? We pretty much went through everything on the hourly chart that's necessary for the time being. Other charts don't really show anything different than we just discussed. So what we'll do is move it along. Here's a little short hop. Was everything that we discussed yesterday discussed just now was that provided inside the numbers do these folks know what's going on or am i just stating it after the fact so if you're wondering here's a snapshot of inside the numbers from today what you're looking at right now is the pre-market morning commentary and also i'll show a snapshot of stocks on the move we'll go over a couple of charts and also it comes with a story. There's a great story that comes with inside the numbers, stocks on the move, and the SPY today. Let me just scroll up a little bit, and what you can do is pause the video and just read at your leisure whenever you want. I'll just keep scrolling. You can see what was discussed throughout the day. It was a rather low activity day, as you know. The market ran up, and it pretty much just stopped short in its tracks. So when those days happen, there's obviously going to be less commentary to be had. So be it. We always have to take whatever the market is willing to provide in the way of opportunity. So as you can see, or as you read, we're looking for the gap. And then the rest of it was pretty much garden variety market behavior. So what was the story? One of the traders today from inside the numbers emailed me late in the day. I'm going to have to paraphrase the story because it was a long email and I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's better told as a story looking at the charts. When I showed stocks on the move, you'll notice there were three stocks on the board that hit their price targets today. The first one we're going to look at 
because of the story is CRM. So you can see the two prices on the board. It wasn't a great trade. It wasn't a take me out behind the woodshed trade. There were two prices. You can see what happened at the second price. The stock tried to come back to the second price. So either way, it was a loss for most traders that took the trade unless they just waited for the second level or lower and then exited at a profit. However, this trader in the story, and for the purposes of the story, his name is Justin, and his name is actually Justin. Justin took a hit on CRM right out of the gate early in the morning. So he's in the hole early. We all know how that feels. It feels like shit. The next thing that happens is we're typically apprehensive to take another trade. But here's the crux of Justin's story. He made money on Workday. As you can see, Workday worked out depending on where the entry was and where the exit. You had plenty of opportunities. As you can see, the second price, 162.31 in the first candle of the day, this is a 15-minute chart, hits a low of 162.31. And then later on, they do it again, break it by a couple of pennies, making a low of 162.07, and then take off to the upside, or in the northern direction. You have to see this, taking it down to a one-minute chart. Look what happened in the first few minutes of the day on Workday at 164. So actually, it was a, and here's another technical term, it was a twofer. Not everybody got a twofer. Some traders got a twofer. What's a twofer? Two for the price of one. Two trades out of the same stock before some people had morning coffee. Look at the high at 9.34 a.m., 168.54. Now, that's just a side note, but the point is, and kudos to Justin, he wasn't dissuaded from continuing on treating it as a business, understanding that we're going to lose some trades. That's just the way it works. Why was Workday on the board to begin with? It's getting a haircut at the open, but what was the underlying reason why it made it to the board? Here's a daily chart. It was coming into a what? A former breakout area. Under normal garden variety market conditions, it's not going to just slice through there like a hot knife through butter. At times it will. There are times that we, I, anybody, all of us get a pie in the face. But the majority of the time, using the 80-20 rule, this is what's going to happen. Here's the cherry on top. And this really closes out the story because between riding the SPY up to the gap early in the morning and the last trade of the day, IMMU, Justin came out of the day with a healthy profit after taking a pretty big hit right out of the gate. Great job, Justin. Way to play paint by numbers. And by the way, I have to make mention, low of day, 1722 against an entry of 1725. How many times do you have to see this over and over and over again before you join the party? How about Camp IWM? Throwing the ball around the horn. This one, in terms of the look against the SPY, is actually ahead of the curve. Have to say, pretty stout move away from that gap. The gap from yesterday. If we have another up day or so, where is this headed? It's headed to the top portion of the breakdown candle right around 162. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's likely a duck. 
just kind of tying this all together, go back a few days all the way through right now. We talked about the IWM. It was breaking out of essentially a bull flag pattern. It ran up very quickly and then started falling out of bed. We discussed the breakup candle low. We discussed the gap. Yesterday, they did the whole thing. They closed well, and here they are. That is a full-on puzzle. They came back down, filled the gap, checked in at a former breakout area, took off to the upside. If you're in the risk business, that was the trade that one would have taken. Did I take that trade? Of course not. I'm the one wearing the schmuck shirt. I teach you where the trades exist, and then I watch it happen without me. And by the way, that's the typical life of a trader. We can't harp on the coulda, woulda, shoulda, but didn't. There were other trades. And guess what? There's going to be another trade right around the corner. But just for the record, I do feel stupid for not being in this trade. What's going on down at the transportation department? I think this is interesting. They ran up toward the gap. The gap I'm referring to is right here. The closing price of $10,734.85, when you look at it after the fact, they really didn't come close and fell away, and you have to say, finished rather poorly for the day. Remember, my second favorite market leading indicator, number one canary in the coal mine. That's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. In the spirit of being an umpire, we have to look at both sides, and in doing so, we have to make mention of something else. So we talk about the miss of the gap, the poor close, but look where they did close. Where they did close was back up above the low of that breakup candle. So is that bullish or bearish? Well, what it does is it puts it in neutral land. I'm not ready to say it's bullish, but what we can say about it is it would be more bearish if they closed below the low of that breakup candle. Sometimes things are just simply inconclusive. Just mentioning the bigger picture for a moment and then playing comparison against the SPY, look where the transports is as it relates to the moving averages. And then when you go to the SPY chart, you can see that we really simply recaptured the 20 period moving average. And you know what comes next? The market's in an uptrend. Technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with the market. Here's a snapshot of the weekly chart of the transports. And you know what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the weekly close. If the week closes above the low of this breakup candle, 10,533 and change, they're good. They'll be above the moving averages, above that low, they're good. Close below that number, not so much. A lot can happen in a couple of days. Anything doing over in the queues, not so much. Recaptured its 20 period moving average. Other than that, same routine, we'll move it along. How about the financials, the XLF? Pretty nice, healthy update, a recovery from yesterday. So what we are is back to the same place we were about a week or so ago. Net, net, nothing happened. We no longer need those lines. The bogey is now yesterday's low. However, I will say being down there, if in fact they are, again, just playing both sides, playing umpire, I'm looking in both dugouts, if they're down there sooner than later, they really shouldn't be at this point if the market's going to continue going higher. So if we find the XLF, for example, down near yesterday's lows or even inside yesterday's range, that's not good. Other stuff is probably unraveling a little bit. 
Just a little food for thought. About good old Smash Mouth, SMH, anything going on here? Nothing really. Again, same routine as the XLF. We're pretty much right back where we were just a few days ago. Snapshot of the big picture, weekly chart. Is there anything wrong with the trend on a weekly basis in the SMH? No. The only thing wrong with it is that it needs to eat some time off the clock to allow the moving averages, specifically home base, which is the 20-period moving average, to creep up to price or have price creep slightly down toward home base. And you know what, folks? That's pretty much everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. It's a little short tonight, but we'll keep it that way. Before I go, I want to make sure that I tell you that I appreciate each and every one of you. As you know, these videos are not possible without you. So I thank you very much. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.